Hello and welcome to Fandom Fever, the only show that combines the fandoms you love with the fevers that keep you in bed at night. My name is David, and this is Andrew. Hey guys! And that is Kurt. For the nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing fandom that keeps you in bed at night. Alright, so, first things first. How are you guys? Uh, I'm actually kind of tired. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's, it, well, it's been a long week of work, but we're making some good progress, so yay. Good, good. Andrew? I'm hanging in there. <laughs> hanging in. Alright, I am doing some pretty chipper, you know, activities, still on the old stomping Pokemon Go grounds, running around, catching them all, although roughly I've caught, like, I don't know, 48% of all, so... That's that. impressive. I mean, there's only 150 or more to see, but I'm not saying that Pokemon, being a Pokemon master is my destiny, but I'm also saying it's, I'm not also, I'm also not saying it's not. Yeah. And we're off the air. <laughs> Alright, so... The Mummy. Alright, so we knew this was coming. Universal hasn't made it a secret that they are making, or at least they're trying to make, a shared universe of their major monster properties. Uh, this new one's coming out. It's going to be their flagship. They're not being really clear about what this thing is going to be, but the idea is that it's going to be a reboot of the Brendan Fraser Mummy series, uh, the ones that came out fairly recently. Is Brendan Fraser going to be in it? No, he is not. Ah. Oh. And unfortunately, now there's Boris Karloff because he made this in 1932. But the interesting bit is that this is going to be set in modern times instead of like the Pulp Adventure era, you know, like the Indiana Jones and the Rocketeer style. That worries me a little bit. Because the charm that the Mummy, like original Mummy, mm -hmm. had. Uh, have you guys seen the Mummy? Yeah. Uh, Mummy okay. Returns is one of my best movies. I like both of them. I don't like the I don't like the Tomb of the Dragon Emperor because it's yeah. like they were trying to revive something that didn't need to be revived. Yeah. But the thing that I liked about the Mummy was that it was so Pulp Adventure-y. It, it mm -hmm. felt... It felt like... Uh, it's the Indiana Jones effect. Yeah. Anything could happen in that time period. Yeah. And it you felt really, really cool and sort of like go around, punch people, super like... I don't want to say total American, but... But that's you, you actually get, what I was thinking. Yeah. Of. I punched Hitler in the face 278 times. Exactly. Like, that's the kind of feel. Like the Indiana Jones rocketeer type right. thing. But, to be fair, because this is in modern times, there might not be that many Nazis. Aww. Punch the Nazis. But it looks like this face. one's going to be scary, though. Boo. I say boo. We do not need another scary movie. When was the last <laughs> time a scary movie was good? Yeah, I can tell you. Not recently, because they haven't been able to make good scary movies in a long time. And The Mummy was not supposed to be a horror film or a scary no, movie. No, it was an action comedy. Yeah, it was, it, it, it was an adventure. It was an adventure movie. Mm -hmm. And truth be told, I feel like if they did more of those now, since they've completely strayed away from them, like, I shouldn't say completely, but like, just grounded adventure movies, I feel like if they kept it at that, they'd be good. I don't want it to be a scary movie, though. There is going to be a reboot of The Rocketeer. Ooh. There is going to be another Indiana Jones. Of course. But these are two out of how many potential movies have we had over the years? Eh. So, well... One cool thing about The Mummy, uh, according to MoviePilot.com, Tom Cruise will be playing a character in this film, and he will be playing Tyler Colt. I don't... Oh, hey, I was about to say, I don't know who this is, but it's time for my daily quotiness. Huzzah! Him. Tyler Colt, Cruise, is a Navy SEAL on a mission in the Iraq desert to locate a group of terrorists believed to be hiding in a bunker. When he and his team find the terrorists, they turn out to be grave robbers, and they all turn out to be dead. 
The bunker turns out to be an ancient tomb, and Colt and his team fall under a mysterious spell. They begin to turn on one another, and Tyler is the only one to make it into the depths of the tomb. There he finds a black iron sarcophagus, covered in Egyptian symbols. Am I the only one that was hearing that in, like, a newsreel-type voice? <laughs> uh, kind of remind me of, like, uh, Legend of Korra when they did all those. Yeah, uh-huh, exactly that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition, there's going to be Sophia B- uh, Butella. Well, you just Nutella. ruined her name. Nutella. No. Okay. Not Nutella. Oh, Sophia Nutella? Well, Hakuna, Hakuna Matata playing uh, Gazelle. <laughs> or, sorry, she'll be playing the mummy, and she was Gazelle from Kingsman the Secret Service and Jayla from Star Trek Beyond. I am so sorry. We you just not, ruined your name. We have not seen a full costume for her yet. Uh, there have been a couple of pictures of partial suits, so we don't know what's going to be happening entirely with her. In addition, Annabelle Wallace, who was Grace in Peaky Blinders, and Lena Smith in The Brothers Grimsy, Grimsby, uh, will be playing a, thus far unnamed, archaeologist. And sh- considering she's going to be the main female character, you know, apart from the mummy, it's kind of weird they haven't given her a name yet. So also we have Russell Crowe, who will be playing Dr. Henry Jekyll. Basically, he was the original Bruce Banner Hulk. Uh, not not as in he played the character, but he is playing... Dr. Henry Jekyll is basically Bruce Banner the Hulk. Yeah, isn't, isn't it like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Yeah, yeah exactly. That's what this is? Right. Okay. So, but for what they're trying to pull him off with, it sounds like he's going to be the anchor between all the different films, so maybe he's going to be Agent Coulson? Uh-huh. We always need an Agent Coulson. Quite so. Everyone and, wants an Agent Coulson. Everyone wants a Coulson. A uh, Coulson a day keeps the DC away. Again, this will be the start of Universal's shared universe attempt, because that's what everyone's doing, mm-hmm. and confirmed uh, so far are The Invisible Man, starring Johnny Depp as probably The Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. So, Which is going to be weird because he's not going to have a hat. Well, it's going to be weird because Johnny Depp. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Van Helsing... The Bride of Frankenstein and the Wolfman. Oh. Ah. And it may be leading up to a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen style Avengers Cap movie. I really hope so because the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen could have been like the coolest movie ever. Yeah. And it just stunk so bad. They tried really hard. They had a phenomenal cast. They had a phenomenal name. Who doesn't want to watch the movie about the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Quite so. <laughs> All right, so, Spider-Man Homecoming. Collider was reporting that Angori Rice, uh, who was Holly March in The Nice Guys, has been cast in an unknown role. And that kind of got us thinking, you know, what do we really know about this thing? Almost nobody actually has names in this picture. I know, I know something about this. Okay. It's Spider-Man. Thank you. Yes. Oh, and it will involve a homecoming of some sort. I'm giving the useful information here. The role of David will not be played by... (laughs) David's getting slap happy. We we want to try and figure out who these potential people could be. You know, what could they possibly be playing? Well, for Holly, uh, I mean, I kind of doubt that they're going to go Gwen Stacy again, but I mean, you never know. She looks like Gwen Stacy. True, true. All right, but I don't know. I mean, we're going to be having uh, Marissa Tomei. Well, let's go through the ones that we know already. Yeah, we got okay, Tom Holland as Peter Parker. 
We've got Robert Downey Jr. as Robert Downey Jr. No, Tony um, Stark. Tony, I always miss that up. Yep, yep. Everyone else the same in the world person. does. Yeah. Uh, Marissa Tomei, again, is Aunt May. And then we start getting into the weird territory. So uh, We've got Martin Starr, uh, who played uh, Bertram Glyphoil on Silicon Valley. He looks like a Harry Osborn type character. But I, I could I could see that. He's, yeah. he's he too seems a little bit old for it though for Tom Holland's. Like. Yeah, he's too old to play uh, Harry Osborne, but he he almost. Yeah. What do you guys think of like a younger, skinnier Doc Ock? You know, I was about to say that that, that could be that could be, but I'm not sure if they just want to throw in the actors in there right now and then have them grow into those roles later on well that's what i was kind of thinking uh so i was wrong not holly uh angori rice angori rice she looks just like one stacy that is i true. but i want to pose a different theory i want to say uh felicia hardy Ooh. i want to say uh black cat that would be very interesting she she could definitely she looks like a black cat Mm. And um, it would give another superhero to the MCU, which is always good. Anti-hero, at least. Well, yeah. Right. Actually, I kind of forgot about this guy, um, which is sad considering who he is. Michael Keaton, he's going to be the Vulture. Caw! Well, he's not confirmed as the Vulture. That, that is not confirmed, and I, I know this sounds weird, but I'm kind of more... If I was a betting man, I would put... Michael Keaton more as... Kingpin? No, not Kingpin. We already have a Kingpin in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and he won't be showing up in... He, he most should. like He should. He totally should be showing up in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, but he won't. But I was saying Michael Keaton is more uh, Osborne. Norman? Yeah, Norman Osborne. He doesn't look nearly psychotic enough. Yes, he does. He totally could play a psychotic character. He played Batman. Okay, uh, next up, we have a potential rumor. We have uh, Selenus Le Leva. Shows you how much I've seen Se Orange is the New Black. Se Selenus Leva. Uh, there's been some leaked footage that has, been, that has been saying that uh, she may be a teacher at Peter's school. I don't know about that one. Any ideas on that? On her? I have no idea. I don't know many female characters in the Spider-Man universe, surprisingly. Yeah. I I think she'll probably just be a teacher. Okay. She looks like she could be a teacher. Okay. Uh, sure. What, did, like, Spider-Man's teacher have an important part in... Well, not that teacher. Not not that teacher. Oh. So. There was a teacher who had an important part in the Spider-Man mythos? Kurt Connors. Oh. He's more of a scientist, less of a teacher. But He was still the teacher, though. Yeah, yeah I guess he was. Uh, he was yeah. a teacher. Yes. Oh, and then we got Donald Glover as, um... So, we... Miles Morales. I'm pretty sure he won't be playing Miles, Miles Morales. Morales. What Miles if... Miles Morales. What if he was playing... It has to be Miles Morales. So... We need Miles Morales in the MCU. He could be doing a Vader. A Vader? Right. Um, he could be doing the voiceover for somebody else in a suit. Possibly. That could be it. Well, I was kind of thinking, uh, what if he's playing the Prowler? Miles Morales? No, no. Do Donald Glover. He he's the perfect age to play like, like the Prowler. If they I'm did, I'm not familiar with that character. He's a character from the Miles Morales Ultimate Spider-Man uh, stories. He's a villain. Miles Morales. I was right. 
right. anywhere you slice it. But I mean, that that's saying that Miles Morales even shows up in this movie, which uh. he probably will not. But we all hope. <laughs> then we got then we got Zenyatta. I mean Zendaya, 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 Zenyatta. Uh, Michelle, Michelle, uh, played by uh, C K or K C Cooper in K C Undercover. Uh, who's Michelle? I have no idea. I, I have no idea of any Michelles that have been in Spider-Man. I think they're saying that she's playing Michelle, but she... I know this is kind of throwing a curveball, but what if she's playing Mary Jane? I was actually wondering that myself. If they're going with a twist on everything? She seems a bit old. No, oh. she's the same age as Tom Holland. What? And she just came off of a massive amount of time on Disney. That what? picture makes her look way older than she actually is. Got it, then. Uh, all right. In addition, we got Logan Marshall Green. Uh, he played Charlie Holloway in Prometheus. And... I want to call it right now. I am saying that he is going to play the lizard. He looks like he could be a lizard. Quick I don't... Honors. Makes I, sense. I kind of feel like they're going to stray away from the lizard, though, because of the amazing Spider-Man. No, I, I can understand why they not, don't want to put the lizard in there, but I'm going to say he's going to play Kirk Connors. Because Kirk Connors, like, regardless of being the lizard or not, he's a cool guy. Yeah. We need more Kirk Connors in our, li- in our lives. Yeah, he could definitely be a Kirk Connors. Uh, then we got Hannibal Burris. Burris? Burris? Burris. Burris. Uh, play, he played Lincoln Rice in Broad City. I think he's playing a villain. This is going to be very, very bad for me saying this, but honestly, I want to say he's going to be playing um, oh, Electro. Ooh, that'd be interesting, but why would they choose Electro... After Electro was in Spider- Amazing Spider-Man 2. I, feel I, like, I don't know. Because I feel like they'd be trying to grab from, like... Because Spider-Man has, like, a very, very good yeah, looks I mean, gallery. I don't feel like they'd grab another, like, villain from one of the movies again. No, I, I agree. But he does look like he could play a very, very good villain. Right. Uh, then we got uh, Tony Revolori, who played Jib in Dope. And, okay, he looks, a lot again, like, uh, he, he also looks like he'd play a, a Harry Osborn-type character. Because there's another character a little bit farther down the list who I think will actually be Harry Osborn. I'm not exactly sure who he will be playing, but he's supposed to be a major character. Then we got Tyne Daly, who played Maxine Gray in Judging Amy and Lacey in Cagney and Lacey. And honestly, if we didn't already have a Aunt May, I would say she's going to be Aunt May. Yeah, she looks like she'd be an Aunt May. Now she looks like she could probably be, like, the villainous, like, twin sister of Aunt May. <laughs> I'm going to throw a scary curveball. J. Jonah Jameson. Ah, <laughs> that is a scary curveball. I've got one better than that. All right. Mother Parker. Mother Parker? Mm-hmm. Ooh. It's because there was some storyline, I only know bits and pieces of it, but that the parents were spies. Mm-hmm. So if... Their flashback scenes, or if they're still alive somewhere, she'd be the right age. If... Why, why go young Aunt May if you're gonna go um, old Miss Parker? I have no idea because it's... because the world is full of weird, weird things. Oh, well, I, I mean, it really caught me off guard when Aunt May was young, but and I'm I I've over time I am okay with it and ready to deal with it, but still. Still kind of weirded me out a little bit. Continuing on, Garcel, oh dear. Uh, Garcel Buve. Buve? 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 
Okay. These names are getting progressively harder for me to do. Uh, she played ADA Valerie in Haywood and NYPD Blue. Or, sorry. V ADA Valerie Haywood in NYPD Blue is what I meant to say. Yeah, I, assistant District Attorney? Yes. Okay. So, I think that she will be playing the girlfriend of Flash Thompson. What? She looks too sane for that. Flash Thompson was just a mean dude, though. Well, in, in the comics, Flash Thompson had a girlfriend who actually had a crush on Peter Parker. That's funny. But, he, but she hid it behind the fact that she was, like, the girlfriend of Flash Thompson. I think she could work for that character. Alright, um, we've got Michael Vando, who played Nacho Varga in Better Call Saul. And I'm running out of villains that I know off the top of my head, to be honest. Shocker. Shocker. He'll be playing Shocker. That makes sense. I like Shocker. I would like Shocker just to, like, be a start-the-movie villain. Yeah, that's fine. I just want Shocker to exist so in the universe. is he just going to show up in a quilt? Yeah. Basically, Fishnets. yeah. Fishnets. Boom. You're going to get the Shocker. I'd like to see the Shocker. Uh, then there's Bokeem Woodbine, who looks, all, at least to me, looks a lot like Mike Tyson. Now, he's supposed to be... Oh. No, no, no. Uh, he played Mike Milligan in Fargo and Moss and Riddick. And I thought I recognized him. Mm -hmm. I, I... It's because he looks, it, to me at least, he looks a little bit like my, Mike Tyson. Uh, I have well, no idea. Well, what if he is playing Mike Tyson? He's playing Mike Tyson. <laughs> Calling it here for folks confirmed. He's going to one out, or he's going to one hit punch uh, Spider Man. Mm -hmm. So. Or Vulture. Or yeah. Vulture. Everyone's tying this guy to Mi uh, Miles Morales' father. I just, I don't think that's going to happen, but... Uh, then we're going to get Kenneth Choi as the principal. Uh, he has already been in the MCU, coincidentally, as Jim Marisha of the Howling Commandos from uh, Agent Carter. And I still want to know if he is actually the same character. I don't think so. That being said, it bothers me a lot when characters from the MCU change. Like, the transition from... Uh, the Hulk from the movie to Avengers. As much as I like Mark Ruffalo, it just it weirds me out and makes me think that the Incredible Hulk should not exist. And at this uh, on the same vein, Kenneth Choi, if he's two different characters, that's just gonna boggle my mind because I already know him as somebody else, and so I'm gonna look at him for a long period of time and think, I know you. I know who you are. What are you doing here? What's going on? You're hiding something. <gasps> Tom Holland, Spider Selfie. So. I don't know if this is still Fallout from Deadpool or not. I mean, we're, we're going to come back to Deadpool every time something weird goes on. Deadpool. But they had a lot of guerrilla marketing. And something that's been going on a lot with Homecoming is that they have been doing a lot of quote-unquote leaked behind-the-scenes pictures. Leaked? Yeah. Yeah, tell me that is leaked. It, it's about time that uh, the film industry finally got around to figuring out how uh, social media works. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, speaking of the the industry doing things that could or could not go horribly. Yeah. Tomb Raider reboot movie. Uh, okay. So, the last time that Tomb Raider had a reboot, it was pretty cool. But it was in the game, not the movie. And this is supposed to be that storyline, isn't it? Uh, I am not sure. But that being said, I will. It. it is the story... Who's making this movie, first of all? Uh, it's directed by Roar Uthog from The Wave. Uh, 
and it's being played by Alicia Vikander, who is Gabby in The Man from Uncle, and Ava from Ex Machina, and she'll be playing Laura Croft. And she is good. Yes. She is very good. Yes, yes. She she's award winning. So and- I'm giving this movie the benefit of the doubt because okay, when I first heard that they were remaking Tomb Raider, like in the game unit or in the game world. I gave that the benefit of the doubt, but I was still, like, erring on the side of caution, and it turned out that it was brilliant. I really, really hope that the same thing happens for Tomb Raider the movie, because if it does, I'm going to go see it, just straight up. Uh, the release date, uh, by the way, is March 16th, 2018. Uh, the same date as The Flash movie version. And two weeks after Wreck-It Ralph 2. Indeed. Which, for a game-based movie, that's gonna be hard company. Uh, yeah, but that being said, two weeks after Wreck-It Rolf 2, I feel like is a far enough, like, time where everyone will have seen Wreck-It Rolf 2 by then, well, most people, and so there won't be much competition for, uh, what's it called? Tomb Raider. Alright, staying in the game realm. Overwatch is back in town. Okay, so, in the Overwatch news, uh, Anna... Anna is the mother of Farah. She is the new character for Overwatch. Uh, and she is a support character, which is very much needed, given that there were four uh, support characters before this. And this this feat, like, a- a- Anna... It's Anna, right? It's yeah. Anna. Or Anna. Anna. I think. Anna. Anna, Anna, uh... It feels like she belongs here. Basically, in her backstory, uh, she like went on a bunch of missions for Overwatch, but she failed to shoot what looks like Widowmaker in her trailer. Uh, then gets shot yeah, by Widowmaker. Yeah, who then shoots her gun, which blind because she's looking through a scope. Mm-hmm. So Widowmaker shoots the gun, destroying the gun and causing the glass fragments to go into her eye, blinding her in her good eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now she's super old, but she's returned, and she's she looks cool. Her whole shtick is she's a sniper, uh, who she shoots opponents, and when she sh- uh, shoots an ally, it heals them. She also has, uh, as either her secondary or one of her abilities, a dart gun, which basically is a better version of McCree's flashbang. And... Uh, her other ability is a better version of 76's Biotic Field, because when she puts it down, uh, people get other boosts. Her ultimate right now is everyone... If I remember correctly, everyone gets, like, more boosts to them, and I think... Oh, in addition to uh, the Biotic Field, any enemy that walks in the Biotic Field is more susceptible to stuff, which is really cool. She feels very cool. Uh, she's got a cloak around her, and her whole shtick, like, her whole gameplay thing that you're supposed to do with her is you're supposed to find a place to be where you can see your team. Even if you can't see the enemy team, it's fine as long as you can see your team, and just snipe your own team members. And and that is great to have a healer out of the way. Yeah. That they still have some utility, they can still call out things as they're going on. I mean, she's a great, she's a good design character. She she is a great addition to the roster, and I think everybody who plays Overwatch knew that she was going to be the first player released, because so many people kept talking about them. She's the only Overwatch member that, uh, what's it called, is still alive. 
Mm-hmm. Or sorry, she's the only over. Let me rephrase that. That's that's not what I meant. She's the only Overwatch character that is still alive that we know of that hasn't made an appearance. She's one of the original founding members of Overwatch, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure that. It had now. Don't quote me on this. I'm pretty sure someone referenced Widowmaker killing her, so it makes sense that in her backstory, like she said, she was left for dead because she thought everyone thought she was dead. But now she's back, and I think from outer space. <laughs> I think it's so cool that uh, like she still uses her gun normally, but instead of being able to use her good eye, she has to lower her head a little bit lower to use her other eye. And that's one thing that I it kind of took me out of it a little bit. Because we're dealing with a world of sentient apes that are able to control time, and they can't give somebody a bionic eye? Well, everyone thought she was dead. I, still, the same principle applies. She's in the team now. Nobody could do this? Eh, true. But that being said, uh, they are fighting alongside Reaper and Widowmaker, so there's a lot of things they should be doing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, kill the red team. No. Because red team is, is bad. And if bad it's red, people. it's dead. Yep. Uh, I think... Oh, in addition. Uh, update. Competitive mode. They are making it so you can only have one of each character. No more teams of six bastions mowing everybody down mm-hmm. on Hollywood. And that's going to make things a lot more interesting because if suddenly you hop into a game, you get completely smacked down, you may not be able to switch to the person that is good to counter that because they're already in the game. That being said, I think it's only for your team. No, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Because if somebody else, like, say that there's somebody that's picking you off, bam, 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 yeah. bam. Like Widowmaker exists. Mm-hmm. And so you want to have the hard counter to that. Yeah. So Reinhardt. But somebody else is already them, and they're holed up somewhere. <laughs> so what do you do then? Uh, you pick another character that counters them, because every character has multiple uh, people that counter them, and it would be very upsetting if every character that counters them is, like, taken up and is also being used improperly. So, uh, I think that's it on the competitive side of Overwatch. Oh, right, uh, ties. They are going to make ties more fulfilling somehow, and I don't know how, uh, because people feel like their time has been wasted if a game ends in a tie somehow. So, with that being said, that was Overwatch. All right. The ultimate tie that's going to be coming up here now uh, in regards to Batman the Killing Joke. <laughs> so this has been one of the penultimate Batman stories for a very long time. Oh, I, Fun fact, uh, for my theater class, I recited the monologue that the Joker gives while Batman's infiltrating his base, uh, and I got a perfect score on it. This was written by Alan Moore, you know, yep. as everybody knows. He, oh, yeah. he wrote a ton of the best super dark Batman stories. Mm-hmm. But the cast they got for this is just... They put this out of the park. Um, and somebody, specifically the Joker, was saying that the only reason he would ever come back to play the Joker again is if they did this story. And he <laughs> is the one true Joker. He is Mark Hamill. Oh, yes. You've got Kevin Convoy as Batman, the one true Batman, and Mark Hamill as the ultimate Joker. Perfect voice cast. Perfect. Uh, and, and not only that, but it's produced by Bruce Tim, And we know him from uh, Batman, Batman the, the Animated, Animated Series. Right. He has done so much good for such a long time. So I, I love Batman the Animated Series because it 
like the olden 2000 uh, DC universe. Like there was an actual DC universe. So there was Batman the Animated Series, which connected to uh, Batman Beyond. Both of them connected sometimes to uh, Justice League and Justice League, which mm-hmm. uh, connected to Superman and mm-hmm. Justice League Unlimited, and it felt they like did a it. World. They did it very well. Yeah. Um, but because this story is very well known, it's been out for a long time. We are not going to go into spoilers. What they are going to do, though, for this release is that they're going to release it theatrically for one night. And that is going to be uh, July 25th via Fathom Events. Um, They've got over a thousand theaters that are going to be doing this at the last count. I don't know if they've increased that number as of, you know, the last day or so or not. But this is their largest date, uh, sorry, largest event to date. (laughs) Um, The release date for the disc, if you can't make it to the movie, is going to be on July 26th. And it will be on DVD and Blu-ray, just like everything else. So, moving on to whether you want to call this Lego Dimensions news or Teen Titans Go news. Boo! Yeah. Boo! Why boo? Teen Titans Go. That boo. It hurts. Boo that. It's like a sock right in your childhood. really, really bad. The only thing bad. I have seen of that, though, is like a two-minute clip that showed uh, Mojo Jojo jumping into the Teen Titans Go universe <laughs> and saying, hey, do you want to build a robot army? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, trust me, Teen Titans Go is bad. Everyone knows Teen Titans Go is bad. Uh, hilariously, the the people who made Teen Titans Go, the writers, they have created an episode specifically targeting naysayers of Teen Titans Go and prodding the bear, because that's what you do when you're a writer for a very, for like a big big, like, television show. I work for My Little Pony. <laughs> uh, okay, I, so, uh, Beast Boy was in the re- reveal trailer, but we, we kind of thought that there were going to be more coming in. We didn't really have any confirmation or not, but we now have an official that Raven is officially joining. Yes. Also, Cyborg is already out, and if you load Cyborg uh, while the Teen Titans level is active, uh, he'll change into the Teen Titans version. I hate Teen Titans Go. Just bring back the original Teen Titans. <laughs> well, while we're still in uh, DC... <laughs> It'll be okay. It's not. It'll be okay. Uh-uh. No, while we're still in DC... Hey, it's John Barrowman, alright? How bad yeah, can it John be? Yeah, John Barrowman's awesome, dude. Somehow he managed to get the same contract as Captain Cold, where he is now going to be upgraded to a series regular across everything, across all the shows. His bow is the bow that will pierce the multiverse. Quite so. I blame Flashpoint. Well, something that's going to be coming from Flashpoint, probably, uh, Kid Flash, he has appeared in uniform, and it is about as comic as you can get. I mean, they literally lifted the entire design straight out of the comics and then just threw it into leather. Yeah, because he he looks pretty much exactly like you would expect Kid Flash to look, mm-hmm. which is not a bad thing. He looks cool. So, something else as long as we're on the stuff that's, you know, kind of looking cool. Nintendo is talking about releasing an official first-party wireless smartphone controller. What? That would be amazing. There have been a ton of them that have come out over the past few years. You know, the 8-Bit Do, uh, that's a Bluetooth SNES controller. You know, all the regular coloring. They've got one for the Fanicom. They've got one for a bunch of other stuff. But it's exactly what you expect it to be. It is an official first-party provided controller that works on their own games. Cool. You know, so, and that's always Pokemon the problem with Go? touch. No. Aw. 
But that is that's <laughs> even for Pokemon Go. It's always the problem with these games. You have to use touch controls, and for classic games, that does not work. You need buttons. You need stuff that actually you can touch. I love Nintendo right now. They're finally saying, you know what? We've been just holding back on giving people exactly what we what they want forever, and we've just been completely like stubborn for all these years. You know how we can succeed? It's pretty simple, really. Just do cool things. Uh, it's the Squeenix paradox. You know, it's basically where they are now doing the Final Fantasy VII remake, which they've been badgered at for well since Final Fantasy VII came out. <laughs> um, but that's their final option. This Nintendo is using their final options without trying to go to just software. You know, uh, doing what Sega did, and it could work. Totally. I, I'm actually really excited about this. But uh, another option that's going forward by going backward, uh, this was actually an April Fool's joke that came out, uh, I think it was, what, last year? December 1st. Uh, this, was a, this was an April Fool's joke from a couple years ago, where somebody made up a dockable shell of a Game Boy that you plug your phone into. I love the name. The name is amazing. The Hyperkin Smart Boy. Mm-hmm. And it gives just enough screen left on the thing so that you have that regular screen, although I don't know how many more pixels. Um, you have your real buttons for an original Game Boy. Oh, real buttons? Real buttons. Oh. Real buttons. And an actual slot for legitimate cartridges to plug into. Oh, that's cool. So um, it is authorized... Or, it is capable of running official Game Boy and Game Boy Color cartridges. Very cool. Uh, it is going to be going, at least the the uh, development kit, is going to be running for $60 US, and that is going to be shipping in December. I remember that back when I had a GameCube, I remember uh, the GameCube used to be able to play Game Boy Advance games mm -hmm. if you had like a disc in it, and my sister would always play those, and I always thought it was really weird because it's like... You are using, like, why don't you just get the Game Boy Advance and, like, play everything on that? And she's like, because I could do it on this. And I'm like, is there a difference? No? Alright, you do you. But that <laughs> argument, the Super Game Boy, when that came out, it was, ba it was basically you plug in this cartridge into a Super Nintendo, and then you plug your Game Boy cartridge into that. Sort of like the whole Sonic and Knuckles thing. Yep. But... They had an entire Game Boy built into that cartridge <laughs> to make everything run. And it made it a lot better for long-term games to be able to play it on a large screen. And it's certainly better on your battery bill. Oh, yeah. So, maybe we'll end up seeing this in a not-likely-to-get-sued-out-of-existence mode. <laughs> but this is only going to be, unfortunately, for Android devices for right now. Because it requires a micro-USB port. So... Sorry, Apple fans. Yeah. Oh. Hey, at least Nintendo's doing something. That is not Nintendo. The, oh. the smart boy is not Nintendo. Aw. Still cool, Nintendo. though. Nintendo. Yeah. Speaking of random things, <laughs> what are you guys doing, like, in this general area of time? All right, well, I'm still working on trying to get the Twitter thing working. I, th I think I got it now. Twitter? Twitter. Twitter. Uh, and, actually... I was able to upload a couple pictures, too. Cool. So that was good. Um, what about you, Andrew? So, uh, the video that was supposed to be out last week, our sketch comedy, uh, there's, we had a lot of technical difficulties, um, 
and that's why our video was a little bit late uh, last time, but uh, we're, we're going to get this video out. So um, our sketch comedy, it's titled, It's Sucking Your Brain Juices. So I hope you guys enjoy it because it's pretty cool. It's funny. So Cool. I'm going to be out and about in the like Macomb area or possibly the surrounding areas late at night catching Pokemon. A lot. That is a lot of what I'm going to be doing. Yeah, I've been doing walkabouts. Oh, yeah. And that honestly is a really good excuse to go for walks in the morning. Right? It is, it's going to like have a lot of people be in shape. It's mm -hmm. really, a really good way to stay in shape. Yeah, yeah. And there's going to be a lot shape. of cash for Dr. Schultz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, lastly, shout-outs. Anybody? You got a shout-out? You got a shout-out? Shout-out to Nintendo for making Pokemon Go, finally. Yeah. Um, I, I got to say, I did not see it coming. Mm -hmm. I, did, I did not think it was going to be that huge. Eh? It was crazy. So, yeah, shoutouts. Watch Limitless. Watch Limitless. <laughs> Watch Limitless, it's great. Cool. Right, and I have to go backwards to Clone Wars. Yep, go to Clone Wars. Right. Shoutouts. Alright, uh, David, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me. Firstly, they can find me and Andrew at Blue Band Films on YouTube. You can also find me personally via my Facebook, which is David Chapman, and I keep it completely public so anybody can see anything that I say at all times because I am insane. Uh, you can also find my Twitter and Instagrams at, or at Davy Chappy. Uh, that is D-A-V-V-Y-C-H-A-P-P-Y. So, uh, you can find Andrew... Uh, you can find me at Blue Band Films on Twitter, and uh, also, like David said, there's the YouTube channel. And another thing, if you'd like to listen to the audio version of this, uh, it's pretty much on every podcast platform, and there's a link to iTunes above on the little uh, link above. So click that, and you can get to our audio version. Uh, one last thing for me. If you ever message me, I will always respond, because I have nothing to do with my days. And then we get to the point where there's just so many people. He gets, oh, like, yeah. thousands of I'm people. I'm hoping for it. I'll just be all like, okay, got rapid fire. Boom, 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 boom. Sarah Jessica Parker. Boom, <laughs> But no, seriously, uh, if you guys want to message us, get your questions on the show, uh, Yeah. we would love to talk about the topics that you guys want to hear. I love and answering we, questions. And we actually have a request because we want your crazy fan theories for our upcoming Star Wars special. Because we have so much stuff we got to go through on that. Fan theories. I love fan theories. Uh, as for me, you can find me on Twitter at FFSqueegee. And yeah, right. I think I thank, want to thank everybody for coming today. Yep. And we will see you guys next time. Yep. Wonderful. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll have talk a nice to day. Don't drop your phone, Andrew. <laughs> you need that to catch Pokemon.